You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. As far as the gold stocks are concerned, they've now become the best value in the marketplace again. I'm Bill Powers. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. And today we're doing our monthly check-in with Dr. David Erfley of the Junior Miner Junkie. I decided I would bestow upon him an honorary doctorate via the Mining Stock Education podcast. So David, welcome to the show. And what do you think about your new degree? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bill. That's springing something on me that's that, that, that's uh, uh, not even close to being uh, deserved. But uh, thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate it. And I always love talking to you and your audience. Well, it is deserved. And one of the things that I like about your story is that you taught yourself how to do this. You didn't go to college and don't have a finance degree, but you basically taught everything you know in terms of macroeconomics, studying the charts, learning what to look for in a junior minor. And so I think that story is inspirational to those that want to succeed in this sector. And over the past week, I've been monitoring sentiment in the gold sector and the junior gold stocks via the comments that come in through the YouTube channel. And over the past week, I've noticed an uptick in mocking comments towards the gold bulls. So as gold has corrected here, Dave, is there any any truth to these mocking comments for those that of us that still think gold's going to go higher? Oh, yeah. It's always a great contrary indicator. That's what's that's what's great about writing an article every week. Um, you know, you, you know, it's getting close to a bottom when when the troll comments really start to pick up. And uh, I got a few doozies uh, last week. Um, um, you know, why do you invest in this sector? It's always manipulated, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Everything's everything's manipulated. The Federal Reserve manipulates everything. So, you know, I mean, when you say everything's manipulated, you're right. I mean, um, you'd say that when you say the gold market's manipulated, you, you are correct. But um, if you if you're using the manipulation theme to blame your losses on, that's not correct either, because, you know, it's everything. The, the Mr. Market is is always telling you something. And if you learn to, to, to read the language of Mr. Market correctly, um, you, you can avoid the pitfalls and uh, you could do well in, in any sector. You know, uh, there's a trader that I talk to frequently on the show, Nick Santiago, and uh, months ago, he was talking about $1,700 gold was his re-entry point, just from a trader's perspective. And at the time, I thought, no, nah, but it looks like he might be right. You know, <laughs> what are your thoughts about a near-term bottom here? Well, um, if all you need to do, Bill, is just take a step back here. And it's always great to take a step back when we're having corrections like this uh, and look at the big picture. Um in a nutshell, if you look at the big picture of the gold price, it bottomed to 1045 um, on the first few weeks of January, first, second week of January of 2016. And the, the price literally doubled um, by, the, by the middle of last year at 2089. That's a double. So a, Fib a natural Fibonacci retracement level at, at uh, 0.382 is 1690. So that's the magnet right now that that gold is is going towards. Um, just this morning, uh, when just well, just last week, we had a strong um, a level, a strong support level broken in that seventeen sixty five. You know, a lot of people expected to see a double bottom there. It was shaping up to where maybe that was going to take place. Well, as soon as as soon as it was lost and there was a stop run. Then we had on Friday, we had the, we had the gold price move towards that Fibonacci retracement level. Well, it's, it became really oversold, so it's bouncing first. This morning, it bounced back up 
and it back tested that 1765 area this morning. And it's reversed really quickly and it's selling back down again. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick's number of 1700, probably maybe even 1680, 1690, because gold loves to overshoot, um, to be hit probably this week. Um, so, um, watch out for that. And, um, but it's really interesting how the shares are reacting to all of this. Um, if I could elaborate further on, on the shares, um, if you take a look at the GDX, it's been in a bullish falling wedge ever since it, it ran up like 140% in less than five months, right? It's in a bullish falling wedge. It's corrected about 30% down to a support level, which used to be a resistance level for seven years, which was the $30 area. Okay. It's testing that right now, which was formerly strong resistance is now strong support. It's testing that area as the gold price is going down and trying to test that Fibonacci retracement level. But the GDXJ went up 180%, and it's it's been showing relative strength to the to the miners during this whole time, which is not usual. You know, usually you see the higher risk juniors, you know, they're they're going to be sold more. And they're going to sell down more during corrections. Well, that hasn't been the case, and the reason being is is because the sec the the uh, the uh, the, uh, the capital markets remain extremely accommodative during this whole correction. I mean, you're seeing private placements uh, more and more private placements more frequent, and as soon as they're announced, many times upsized the day they're announced. So capital keeps flowing into this sector. So, and also you take a look at the SILJ, which is represented of the silver juniors. They're showing relative strength, not only to, to silver, but the silver miner to, to the gold miners as well. Uh, what, what you're seeing during this correction is really interesting. You're seeing uh, there's three companies, three major, major gold miners that make up 28% of the GDX index, which is a $13 billion index. 28% is taken up by Newmont, uh, Franco, Nevada, and Barrick. Newmont is the largest gold producer in the world. Franco, uh, Franco Nevada is is the is the biggest royalty company, and it's been in a bear market ever since ever since gold even topped in 2011. It's been in a bull market. So these three stocks are weighing heavily on the miners, and and they're all three. Especially Barrick and Franco Nevada, they're at very oversold levels, and they're and they're about to bounce really soon. So I think all this will take place around that 1690, 1700 area. That's what the that's what the market is telling us right now. And should we look for a capitulation bottom and then like a short covering? That's, that's very possible. That's very possible. I wouldn't put that out because this sector. You know, David Morgan is, is is coined a great phrase. He's silver guru, David Morgan, friend of mine, and friend of friend of all all everybody in this sector. The sector will either wear you out or scare you out. Well, this correction has been wearing people out now for seven months, and could we get a scare you out V bottom at the end of this wear you out seven month correction? Absolutely, this could this could happen. Yes, so I would look for. The 26 area on the GDX to possibly be hit, but if that takes place really soon, it would be extremely oversold. And I was, I would, I would expect a strong, possibly intraday reversal from that level, and that would be it. 
Curie Gold Mines is a Canada-focused exploration and development company committed to aggressively growing its scalable high-grade gold assets with major drill campaigns planned across its 3.5 million ounce portfolio. Fury is led by a management team of proven explorers and developers with a track record of success in advancing and financing project development. Fury Gold Mines is well positioned to create value for investors with low risk development growth and the potential for a new major discovery. Fury Gold Mines trades on the TSX and NYSE American under the ticker F-U-R-Y. To learn more, go to furygoldmines.com. That's furygoldmines.com. Where's the best value then in the junior gold stocks or silver stocks right now? What if, what is maybe sold off more relative to his peers that pose a better value on a relative basis? Well, the funny thing is, is these, these um, royalty companies are, are, you know, are value plays now. The ones that were that took off first, that took off the most, were doing really well before the junior started to take off. But, you know, I'm of the ilk that I don't invest in any junior unless I see the potential for a three times gain within 12 to 18 months. I won't touch it unless I see that. I'm seeing that right now all over the place in the junior sector, in, in, comp in, in, in companies that are de-risking not uh, high margin projects in safe, in safe jurisdiction that are cashed up. They got access to capital. One today that I'm invested in just, just came out and um, showed a 275% increase in their resource. The stock was already cheap. The stock popped and then it sold off that pop. So, so that stock now is, is even more of an undervalued play right now. So you're seeing a lot of this right now in, in the companies that are either near-term takeover candidates or they're, they're close to being that once they put out a feasibility study. So uh, you're seeing a lot of, a, a lot of value there. Um, stocks that are susceptible to, a, to, to more of a sell-off, to, to where like it would be more of a, a V-shaped bottom, are companies that are optionality, that need a higher gold price than some of these other companies are using for their projects and drill plays, even if they're cashed up, you know, cause I mean, we saw what happened last March at this time. We saw the juniors led this decline because everything was being sold with abandon that did not throw off cash flow that consumed capital. And that's the junior sector. All they, they, they just consume capital this, but this time, this March, they're cashed up last March. They weren't, and nobody knew what the heck was going to happen after all these economies were locked down, it was an unprecedented black swan event. But now what's happening with, 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 this, with this sector correction is all these juniors are cashed up. You know, the, the, the management teams, and, and moreover, a lot of them cashed up over four months ago. So their, their, their private placement shares have already become free trading. I mean, if you take a look at the GDXJ, which doesn't represent the juniors, it represents basically mid-tiers. It's not even close to its June bottom, where GDX has already hit it. G GDX hit its, has hit its June low. GDXJ is about $4 or $5 from its June low. So they're, they're showing relative strength. And like I said, juniors in my portfolio and the ones that I follow, many of them have bottomed already. And they've been showing relative strength during this correction.
Sorry for that long-winded answer. But. No, thank you for that thorough answer. Uh, I spoke with Michael Oliver, who's a great at momentum structural analysis about mm-hmm. a week ago, and he expects for the general equities there to be a topping and like a, a stealth stair-stepping dropping to where it's not going to create the fear or the panic the way the popping of a bubble would. Mm-hmm. And then the Fed will inject liquidity, which will send gold higher. So he sees gold and gold stocks going higher as the general market slowly and stealthily goes lowered. Could you see that scenario playing out? Absolutely. I, I agree with Michael 100%. I've learned a lot from him and uh, I follow his work as well. And um, I agree. I don't I don't agree with everything he says, but that scenario I do. I do agree with. I mean, the, the louder the course has become for the stock market having a crash, the less likely it will to happen. I mean, it was right for a sharp sell-off last uh, after last Friday, and look what happened today. The Dow's up up six hundred points. So um, weakness continues to be bought in 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 equities, and um, as far as the gold stocks are concerned, they've now become the best value in the marketplace again. Wow. The gold stocks are the best value in the marketplace. I've heard you say that before, but again, they've become that. <laughs> they've become that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Last summer, you know, I mean, a lot of these juniors went up three, four, tenfold. You know, I mean, they, they were on fire. I mean, and now if you just if you, if you just came into this sector, you know, recently, you understand that once that happens, you've got to take some off the table. You, you, you got to be selling, you got to be taking some of those profits. You got to, you know, you, in this sector, even more than any other sector, you really have to reverse your emotions. You know, you buy the fishing lines and you sell the rhino horns, not the other way around. Um, because this, this sector can make you, can make you humble very quickly. <laughs> yep. Well, Dave, as we conclude, uh, PDAC is coming up and it's a virtual PDAC. It's not, and for those that don't know, it's the biggest mining conference in the world, usually the first week of March in Toronto. It's virtual this year. Uh, what's the significance of PDAC this year, do you think? Yeah, we didn't even have a chance to talk about the PDAC curse. No, you know, it's, it came it's, before it's, the conference. <laughs> usually, you know, we have the PDAC curse um, where everybody's every everybody flies into PDAC. They, they shoot their wad with all their, you know, all their news releases. They get everybody bulled up. And then... Um, after PDAC, we usually have a you know a, a nice healthy correction. Well, last year it's happening. It's shaping up. Uh, it's shaping up this year. Kind of what happened last year. The selling started into PDAC, and it continued. And it's happened again this year. Even though the even though the the uh, the conference is virtual, um, but uh, you know this is this is just an incredible opportunity, Bill. It's. Um, you know, this, it's, it's funny. I've been in this sector now for 18 years and um, it never fails. I mean, people, I mean, it, it just, it, it's true. The only things, um, when things go on sale, it's stocks that people don't want to buy. Everything else, anything else, it has a sale. You go and you go buy it. You're channeling Rick Rule now, Dave. It's <laughs> a concern. It's you know, it is. It's true. I know it's a Rick Ruleism, and and you know, it's but it's it's true. And uh, that's and I'll throw I'll cart out my favorite Rick Ruleism. Either you're a contrarian or you're a victim in this sector. And it's absolutely true. Um, you know, and like you said at, at the beginning of uh, of the broadcast here, you know, I learned in this sector, you know, by investing and losing my capital and learn from those mistakes. I, I've lost a lot of money in this sector. I have, but I've, but I've made a lot more money since I've learned the lessons 
from from the money that I lost early on. And when because when I first got into the sector, uh, at the time I thought. I was a rock star, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, I confused a bull market with brains, basically, hey, another Rick yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's, but, but it's absolutely true, you know, and I look back on it and I went, wow, what was I thinking? Selling my house and putting it all into, in, in, into gold stocks back then. What was I thinking? I didn't know what I was doing. Would I do it again? Yes, I would do it again. But now that I, I know what I'm doing, I'm a lot more confident in in, in making money in this sector. And um, I think I've proven that. You know, my service is doing really well. I get emails all the time from people that I'm teaching people how to make money in this sector. And that's what it's all about. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're all in it together. And we're all in it to, to make money in this in, in this just fascinating sector. It's, it's just fascinating the way it operates. It operates like no other sector on earth. And um, it's 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 an incredible education every single day I, I turn on the computer. Well, I'm going to end with a Rick realism also. If past is prologue, Dave, you're going to be successful again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I, I, I hope all I hope all of us are, especially your, your listeners here, because I know how frustrating this sector can be. And they know it, too. If they've just recently gotten into it, they're finding that out right now. Yep. Well, David's website is juniorminerjunkie.com, junkie with Y. There is a link in the show description. Go check it out if you're not familiar with Dave's newsletter or work. Thanks for coming on today's show, Dave. We'll be touching base in another month. Look forward to it, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. 
If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.